Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, it's Christy from the Rub the Wrong Way podcast here. I hope everyone is having a super awesome Monday. Uh, this is another super cool Minisode Monday episode. Um, I'm very excited because I did this as a Facebook Live again into the Australian Massage Q&A group with my really amazing friend, Miss Kate Toon. She's so lovely. She is the head chef at the recipe for SEO success. And she is the author of an amazing book called Confessions of a Misfit Entrepreneur. She is an SEO expert. She's a copywriting extraordinaire. She's all round amazing. And I love her so much. And I was so pumped when she said that she would come in, do an impromptu Facebook live with my with the group and talk about all things SEO. Now, this episode is really cool because Kate has actually included some really super practical advice, like a whole bunch of things that you can actually implement right now. You can go, you can find the the links that she's talking about and you can get your business SEO way better than it's ever been. Um, with a few simple kind of clicks and things that you can do on the internet. So without any further ado, this is a Minnesota Monday with the Miss lovely Miss Kate Toon from the Recipe for SEO Success. Minnesota Monday on Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> this is the lovely Kate Toon's book. Hang on. I'm just closing things down. Sorry, that was my hand. Jeez. I'm, I'm <laughs> this that's is terrifying. Okay. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hello. I didn't know you could do this. I know. This is the best. I've like, I tried for so long to work out OBS. And like Wirecast and all that BS. And then I just realized that if you go live and you know the people, they can come live on the live with you. OMG. Well, look, I'm just sorting out my um, tripod. So if you just give me one second, people, I will be back. We'll talk about Kate's book. Okay, cool. (laughs) So Kate's book is called Confessions of a Misfit Entrepreneur. It is hilarious. And I'll read you what's on the back. Whilst most small business owners network before breakfast and hustle 24-7, Kate Toon took a different approach. She built her business empire from the back garden shed while wearing pyjamas, watching Netflix and eating crisps. Frazzles, I think, are the... would be frazzles, yes, indeed, yes. (laughs) Um, And Kate isn't your stereotypical entrepreneur. She created not one but three highly successful businesses without any master plans, rich investors, or input from any smarmy sales gurus. Kate, welcome. Thank you for coming on. (laughs) It's working now. I have my tripod. It's all good. Awesome. I have flu. So I'm not particularly with with it today, but um, I didn't want to didn't want to let you down. Oh, so, you haven't let me down. You're <laughs> the best. So let's talk about your big thing is SEO. Yes. So, what is SEO? <laughs> 
Okay, good question. Um, so SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization, um, which isn't a very helpful acronym. But what it basically means is helping Google understand and fall in love with your website. Like, yeah, make it really love it. So um, Google has a big, long, it's like a dating thing. Like Google has a big, long checklist of things it wants out of a website. There's about 200 things on its checklist. And we as business owners need to try and understand what those things are and then implement them on our sites. And then Google will hopefully reward us by sending us lots of juicy traffic. Well, that's really cool. So... That's a long list though. That's like as long as my arm. Now, how is it, well, why is SEO important? Like what is the, like, what do we, what do we do with it? Like why, why is it important to us as small business owners to have good SEO? Well, I think the truth is that um, there's some kind of statistic and I know that 95% of statistics are made up on the spot, but I do believe this one, that something like 80% of all business transactions start with a Google search. So what that means is that people are more inclined to use Google than to actually type in your address. And you've probably all had this experience yourself. Like it's quicker for me to go to Google and type in Nike and have not, and it, Google return the Nike website than it is for me to type in nike.com, even though I'm pretty sure that that's what the URL is. So most of us, even if we know the brand, we search for it in Google. And more importantly, if we don't know the brand. So if I want to find you, I'm going to go to Google, I'm going to type in your name, and I, I hopefully will find you. But what Google helps us attract is people who want what we do, but don't know that we do it. So somebody typing in massage therapists, you know, um, Hawthorne or Massage Therapist Brisbane, um, you know, that that's the way we get those people, people who are outside our immediate circle, outside our social media circle, who don't follow us on Instagram, who just on a whim decide they want a massage and try and find someone. Yeah, it's it's always really funny to me when I get the random new client who just comes out of nowhere and they say, and I say, well, how did you find me? And they go, oh, I googled i googled you and i actually had one guy who said you are directly as the crow flies in the middle between my house and my work so i can he's i was like okay so it's literally proximity based (laughs) it was very odd so what are we doing on our website to make good SEO what's the like what is like because it's a it's a really broad thing so what are the things that we're doing and the thing is I don't think we should separate SEO out from normal marketing like we don't feel funny about posting on Facebook or sending emails it's just SEO where we suddenly go I don't want to do it it's too hard it's too confusing but all it is, is is ensuring that your site is easy to use that it's fast that it looks good on a mobile and, and in very simple terms, that you've written about what you do well. So you've explained what you do, you've explained where you are, you've explained why you're good at what you do. Um, and that, that's really it. So it's in terms of the steps that a, a normal business owner needs to take, it's, it's about setting up a good web, website in the first place. Um, and I'm a big fan of WordPress as, as, a good, as, as a good platform. It's kind of SEO friendly out of the box, you know, so you don't have to, you know, some other platforms aren't as SEO friendly like Wix and Weebly. 
which I know a lot of people love because um, uh, they're easy. So, well, and I guess that's the thing is are people like, I know when I first looked at WordPress, I was like, ah, yeah. doesn't makes my brain hurt. But now I look at it and I, and it makes a lot more sense to me, but those um, Squarespace or Wix or those kind of content builder websites I know a lot of massage therapists really like them because they're very much like put the picture and do the thing are they are they really bad though like are they like should we avoid them I don't think you should put Squarespace in the same box so I'd say Wix and Weebly Ah. um, so Wix and Weebly Yes, they're very drag and drop. You can build a site very quickly. But for all that ease of use for the customer, there's a lot going on in the background. So they can be very slow. Um, And the problem with those sites is they are fine if you are just starting out. So if you are just starting out as a massage therapist and, you know, your first clients are going to be friends, they're going to be family, they're going to be friends of family. And really all you need is some kind of like virtual business card that says what your opening hours are, what your rates are, what your treatments are. That's fine. But when you want to get to the sticky end, maybe you're a massage therapist in the center of a CBD and there are lots of other massage therapists. But if you really want to compete and start getting people to come to you, you might have to take the next step and move on to WordPress. Um, The reason why WordPress is better is because it has these things called plugins um, that help you do stuff on your site that make it easier. But also... Wix and Weebly are like closed boxes. You can't get in. Unless you, if you've got a problem, you've got to go to Weebly and Wix's customer service. You can't fix it. With WordPress, you can get in, you can fix it. And that can scare some people. But I would say there are lots of excellent WordPress courses. I have one myself. Uh, how to build an S WordPress site. And, you know, I, the people who bought that course have built their own site in a day. And the difference is, is they understand how their site works. They understand how to edit things and fix things. You just need, you know, a good tutorial. And, you know, that's my course. But there are heaps of tutorials, on free tutorials on YouTube. And I would definitely wear it. But if you're starting out and you want to whack up a website really quickly, Wix and Weebly are perfectly fine. And then see how you go. You know, the thing with being a massage therapist, as you know, I trained as a massage therapist as well, um, is you can only have so many clients. So mm. you might have sufficient clients with repeat business and referrals that you don't need that Google traffic. You don't need 20 new inquiries a week. But if you want that and you want to take on a second therapist and move to bigger premises, then you're going to need the traffic to get, you see what I mean? So it's, it's depends yeah. on how you position your business, you know? And I think, so you said Squarespace, we, we don't put that in the same boxes. So no. is Squarespace a good... It's good. It's still not WordPress. Like I would still mm-hmm. choose every, every time I would choose WordPress over Squarespace, um, but it's better. They've worked very hard at their SEO. Um, uh, I would say it's, it's, a, it's an evolution up, a step up the evolutionary ladder from Wix and Weebly. Okay. And I'm working in the wrong place and I apologize about that, but the camera's here and I'm going to go boss up. <laughs> I can't. Is it? It doesn't matter. No, that's okay. We're all we're all very. I I just assume it's because you're you've got the flu. So I'm just. Okay, thanks. That's my. So. So, how do I like? So we talk a lot about keywords and all this all this sort of stuff as well. This is important in in search engine optimization. So, what are keywords and why are they important? 
Okay, great question. So keywords sound complicated, but really all they are are the phrases, the sentences, the words that you type into Google. So a keyword could be a single word or it could be a keyword phrase. It could be like a whole sentence. So I'm going to use the context of massage therapists, yeah? So if someone's most searches that you're going to get will be on a mobile phone, yeah? Because people yeah. often traveling around, they think, oh, I'd like a massage. And then they go into Google and they type massage therapist and the suburb where they are or the city where they are. So what they type into Google is the keyword phrase. It could be massage therapist Brisbane. It could be affordable massage Brisbane. It could be good massage for back pain Brisbane or whatever. Yeah. So that's the keyword phrase. More these days, people are often, they don't type in words. They'll go, hey, Google. Hey, Siri, where's the best massage place in Brisbane? So that whole question, where's the best massage place in Brisbane, is the keyword phrase. So what we do, we need to understand our audience really, really well. Think about what they would type into Google. And then we need to use those words and phrases in our website. So it's pretty straightforward. You're like, well, I already do that. I already talk about being a massage therapist in Brisbane. Um, But I guess the thing is, obviously, the phrase massage therapist Brisbane would have a lot of competition. Everyone's mm. going for that. So what you're trying to do is, as, an, as somebody who's getting good at SEO is think beyond the obvious. What could I go for that would still get me traffic, still get me some people to my site, maybe not as many, but that not everybody in the universe is competing for. So maybe mm. I'm going to go after longer keywords like massage for pregnant ladies or foot massage that's affordable open evenings do you know what i mean i don't know the longer phrases you'll get fewer people but fewer people are competing for them and as as we said with a massage therapist you don't need 100 visitors a day you need two or three people to hit your site get what they want call you up and book an appointment so it's that's what keywords are and and that's how you use them okay that does make sense so what we're doing is we're writing we're trying to create our content around what our customers would be looking for. And so yeah. I guess there's a process in there that you could use um, like in clinic where you're asking your customers like, well, how did you find me? Like, what do you remember what you searched for on Google when you came here? Those kinds yeah. of things. And then that way we can start to build a keyword library and, and uh-huh. t- target our content and our things to that so do we need to be doing things like blogging i hate well, blogging just to finish that, that that previous point a really good way mm. to find out people are searching for you of course there are lots of tools but the easiest way is to ask them like you've just said so every yeah. time one rings you up you do what you said you ask how did you find me they say google don't stop there say well what did you type into google because mm. they've literally only just done it and they will remember. And then have a little sheet where your appointment book is and write these words down. And then at the end of the month, have a look at them. The other thing you can do is on your contact form where you've got like name, phone number, whatever, just have an extra field. How did you find me? Little drop down, Google, what did you type in? You can see that I have that on my own website. And the stuff I get out of there, the phrases people come up with are things I would never have thought, you know? Piglet jumpers. Yes. You think of yourself as a massage therapist. That's what you call yourself, and that's the word in the industry. People outside of the massage therapist industry would not call you that. They would call you something else, like masseuse. Like the word therapist might not be the word that comes to their mind straight away. They might have other phrases. So really great. In terms of blogging, look, blogging obviously is new content. 
um, Google likes to have new things to look at, new things to crawl, but Google doesn't reward the most frequent content. It doesn't reward the most consistent content or the newest content. It rewards the best content. So that's sometimes when you're mm. searching, you'll see that the content that Google has indexed is from like 2013. And that's because that's the best article that's ever been written about that subject. So my attitude is I'd rather people blogged less, but blogged better. So they didn't write a 300 word crappy blog post just because they felt they had to on a topic that everyone else has written about and on a topic you can tell that they're not really inspired by. I'd rather that they wrote a killer 1000 word blog post with ideas and, you know, maybe videos and techniques and a downloadable. And if you did that once a month, but it was awesome content, it would have as much impact as all those little crappy blogs. Does that make sense? It does. And I think that um, for a lot of massage therapists in particular, creating content, so blogging and things like that, is overwhelming because we hear, you know, you've got to post 75 bajillion times a day on Facebook and all this sort of thing. So to know that if they spent time really crafting one very meaty kind of post you know and they could do that once a month and it would be you know it's the difference between having to do 40 50 blog posts a month or 12 really good ones so yeah Yeah. I think that that takes a lot of the fear out of it for people and um, I know a lot of massage therapists want to really hone what they're talking about so it's you know to to kind of give them the confidence to say do one good thing once a month yes be consistent and use your keywords and have all of these kind of frameworks around it makes it really achievable for a lot a lot of people because I hate blogging yeah it is hard I mean I'm I do it for a living and I sometimes hate it too um I have a I have a template in my shop that I'll share with guys which is a paint by numbers blog post template that says put this here put your keyword here put this there so that if people do want to get grab that they can but a really important idea for massage therapists is i would say the fast track to seo success is not blogging you know there's people who've been blogging for years you're never going to catch up i've got 320 blogs on my site you know you're never going to catch up with that what can massage therapists can do is they can make videos um, because it's such an intimate relationship with a massage therapist. You need to like the person as well as what they're doing. I think I have a lot of massages and I go back to the places where I get a good vibe from the therapist, you know. Um, so one way that you can build a connection with your audience and get build that intimacy and build that trust is to make videos. And then you get that video. It doesn't have to be super quality. Look at this now. I'm looking in the wrong place. I've got the flu. Who cares? Um, just make the video of you talking about something. Three minutes. Three minutes. This is my favorite oil that I like to use. These are the towels that I use because I find that the cotton count is great. This is my table that I chose. You know, this is why I became a massage therapist. There are a million topics you could pick. Make a three-minute video, upload it on YouTube, upload it natively into Facebook, then get it transcribed on Rev.com. It's a dollar a minute, so $3 it will cost you for a three-minute video. And then turn that into a blog post. So your blog is the video from YouTube at the top and then the transcript underneath. And then you've made a blog post, but you've also been able to reuse it on Facebook, on on YouTube, which is the second biggest search engine. 
So, you know, you get all that whammy. You can take screenshots from it and use them as memes on Instagram. You can edit it down into a 15-second Instagram video. Easy. That one video could give you eight pieces of content that you can use all across social media. And you haven't had to write anything or get it proofread or spell-checked, you know? So that would be my tip. So that's, that's a really easy, quick thing. So you're saying do a three minute video, make it interesting and personable, talk to the camera, get it transcribed on rev.com. Yeah. And then, um, post it up to YouTube. Yep. Natively to Facebook. Yep. And use the transcription on your website as a blog post. Yeah, and embed the video on your blog post as well. Take the YouTube embed code, which you can get if you just click underneath and do share embed, you get the code. So the reason why I say embed it natively on Facebook, as in upload the MP4 file, is because Facebook doesn't like YouTube. So it won't share that content as much if you use a YouTube link. So Yeah, they're not buddies, are they? They're not Facebook. Both, they're both trying to take over the world. It's Google versus Facebook. Like two giant mega corporation yeah yeah exactly so i mean that actually sounds whilst to me that sounds really doable i know to some people that's going to be really overwhelming um is that like do you think that that's still going to be the best thing to do is to make that little video and and get it up there or is there any are there any other things that people can be doing that's maybe not as confronting as sitting in front of the camera yeah, and I, but I would say that, you know, um, I think it's, it is very daunting making videos and some of us aren't, you know, extrovert and um, I'm not extrovert either, but you do get used to it and practice makes perfect. And what I would say is when you first start making videos, nobody is watching them. You know, that's, that's a great way to think about it. You know, only your mum and your cat and your mates are watching them. So that by the time that people are watching them, you're more confident. So I would do a lot of Facebook Lives. Facebook Live is a great way to get comfortable just talking to the empty air, you know, and you get better and better. But other things you can do, I would say for, a, a, you know, a massage therapist, it's very much location-based. I mean, even if you are somebody who massages people in their home, you do have a service area, do you know what I mean? So the big thing that you need to get on top of is your Google My Business page. Do you have one? Do you have a Google My Business page, lady? I do, yeah. Yeah, good, good. So you really need to have one of those. You need to make sure that you spend some time on it. Have your opening hours. Write a good description. Fill it full of photos of your studio and whatever. You know, um, get reviews on it. So when people leave after they've had a, um, a massage, give them a card with a link to your Google My Business page. You know, you can use something like Bitly to create a short URL. Do you know the Bitly URL? Yeah. We can some of these links are below the Facebook Live. Uh, yep. I remember that. Use that. So it's like, hey, I'd love a review. Here's the link. It's like bit.ly dot, you know, Kate. Um, it's really easy for people to type in. They go to Google My Business, they leave you a review. Or grab their email address and send them an email after the massage and say, I'd love a review. Because what happens then is you will appear in that local pack. You know when you do a search for something with a location in? You get the map. And get the three listings underneath that's where we want to be that is where the money is so if we can get in there and we have star reviews so like we have a hundred you know of oh, the person below us has got three reviews but we've got 55 who are you going to click you're going to click the 55 person so i'd say if you don't want to blog and you don't want to make videos then focus on your local seo really get that google my business page looking fantastic 
So I think um, most of the massage therapists I know or most of the therapists I sort of talk with have that post, they'll do a post-treatment follow-up. So they could write a little email and have the link in the email or a text message even. Like I know I text my clients quite a bit. So put the little link in there that says, oh, hey, if you've got a minute, can you you know, rate me. I'd love it. Yeah. You know, unless it's ask, shit, then don't. <laughs> yeah. Don't talk about them. And ask more than once. You know, I think most people, when they ask for testimonials or reviews, they ask once and that's not enough. You know, people often don't give you the review straight away because they forget because they're busy, but they want to. So don't be afraid about asking people two, maybe three times, you know, not every day for three days, but a couple of weeks later and a couple of weeks after that, you'll be surprised how many people it takes the third, third, ask for them to do it and it's you know you're not being rude at the end of the day all they have to do is say no or delete the text message and you know and obviously choose those people that you feel that you had a great rapport with and people really want to do it because people understand that that's how us small business owners make our make our money you know it's by referral and recommendation so people will be willing to to ask exactly Uh, so we've had a question come in um, Jeff Robinson has asked, hi, Kate, do you feel five-star ratings are taken seriously? That is 25-star reviews versus someone with fours and fives. Look, I know it would seem that, you know, I think it's about quantity. So if you have 10 reviews and they're all five-star, then they're going to think, well, those are your 10, those are your 10 best mates. But for example, I have 163 five-star reviews. So there's just no way that I could have well, I suppose I could have asked 163 friends. So yes, you know, you'd think the odd four would be would be fine to seem more real. But honestly, I think you get the review that you get. That's not something I would worry about. But the truth is that people do really believe them. There's heaps of studies. I read a study from Search Engine Land that said that people, you know, are just as likely to be review to believe a review from a stranger as they are from a friend. You know, they tr- people put trust, and people will read up to seven testimonials before they make a purchase decision so again have on my business page cut and paste them onto your website have a testimonial on every single page of your website and a testimonial page as well you know get them on facebook get them on true local you know just that word of mouth thing is invaluable for small business people so i think really work for it so what do we do um what is your experience with working with negative reviews like negative reviews we all get them i think you just have to call them out and just um just if if they are a customer sometimes they're not from customers they're just from evil people so if they're not a customer you just write something like hey bob thanks for your review um while i appreciate it you know it's interesting because you've actually never been to my massage therapy place have a great day love and peace bye and if they are genuinely criticizing you take a breath and go is their criticism correct can I learn something from it? And I think you just go, thank you for your feedback. You know, I'm, I'm, it's unfortunate. You know, you'd have to say, I'm sorry. We can't say, I'm sorry for when we mean it. We can say, it's unfortunate that you didn't have a great experience. Um, please give me a call on this number. And I'm happy to chat with you further about how we can, you know, make this up to you or whatever. Because then you've sh- you, everyone else sees that response. Everyone else sees that you respond to it in a calm, decent friendly way and that speaks volumes if you don't respond it's like you're scared if you respond angrily and say well that didn't happen and actually you came late and you didn't pay and then you just look like the idiot 
So respond. People are allowed to have negative feelings. People do have bad experiences. Own whether it was your fault. Apologise if it was. If it was kind of a bit iffy, just say, I'm sorry that happened. Fortunate that happened. Let's give me a call and let's see what we can do to make that up, you know? Because can you go in and change your rating? Like once you've reviewed it, like, cause I know with Facebook, it's hard to go back in and like, sometimes you accidentally press the one star and you're like, no, yeah. I didn't. I, uh. Yeah. Um, you can go back and, and change it in, in Google. You can as well. So when you log in and try and leave another review, you can change the star rating, but the goal is not to make the person change the star rating. The goal is to take it on the chin and let everybody read the criticism and how well you responded because then you look great, you know, and it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know, I think a lot of people are scared of going on social media and putting themselves out there and asking for reviews because of the negative stuff. The negative stuff will come. It always does. But it is a tiny percentage compared to the positive stuff. And it actually, you know, teaches you how to deal with it and makes you look better in the end, you know. So Awesome. So number one thing people can do today to improve their SEO or to improve their Google love? Their Google love. Okay. Well, I would say get a, for, for, for massage therapists in particular, it would be get your Google My Business page sorted. So go in, go, go now and Google Google My Business and go through the process of setting that up. Um, if that's already done, I would say, and this is going to freak some people out, I'd say the next thing to do, have you heard of Google Analytics? I'm sure you've heard of Google Analytics and you probably have it. Well, there's another free tool from Google called Google Search Console. So just type in Google Search Console and you can add your site to it and it will tell you what is wrong with your site. It will tell you what people are, what, what broken links you have, like links in your site that don't go anywhere. It will tell you what people are searching for to find your site. It will tell you who's linking to your site. So you'll be able to see who's linking to you. Um, it's a really, really useful tool. It's free to set up. If you already have Google Analytics, it, there's no big deal about verifying. It's really, really easy. Um, I'll share a resource below the Facebook Live that will take you through how to do it. Really, really great tool. So that would be my number one thing. Because the, the important thing with SEO, even before the doing, is the confidence and the understanding and finding a source of truth. Because there's a lot of misinformation out there about SEO. And if you go into a Facebook group, you'll get 15 different opinions 17 different recommendations and 80 people putting their hand up saying, I can help you. And you don't know what you don't know. You don't know who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, who's affiliated with who. So knowledge is power. And, you know, doing a bit of study could save you thousands of dollars. I've just had some poor lady on my course who paid a very well-known SEO company for two years and she's just started in the course unraveling what they've done and what they've done is horrendous but she didn't know because she didn't understand SEO you know she paid people in blind trust as you do and uh, unfortunately you know had a bad result so Kate (laughs) where where can we connect with you further luckily I'm quite good at SEO so if you type Kate, (laughs) Kate Toon into Google, T-O-O-N, you'll be able to find my, my big site. And on there, you can check out all my other various sites and my lovely book. Um, and I'll pop Which some- is hilarious. Oh, thank you, darling. And I'll pop some <laughs> links into the, um, into the group. I also have my own um, Facebook group called I Love SEO. So Kate Toon's I Love SEO group. And I share tips 
videos and information in there pretty much every single day and it's free so you could join that. and i know you also do some off you sometimes you'll do some website reviews and things like that for people as well which is always straight after this i've got an education session so once a month i do a free one hour training and ask me anything session a bit like this where i'll just take people through the basics and then they can ask me their questions so that happens every month and lots of good stuff happens in that group it's a good place awesome so i'm so glad we finally got to have a bit of a conversation about seo yeah and you showed me how to do a new facebook live thing which is kind of awesome I know. It makes it so much easier to do like a like a webinary style live yeah. without having to yeah faff around. Look at the camera which is there without going cross eyed, then I'll be fully winning. But I'll try and do that on a day when I don't <laughs> Well thank you so much for your time, Kate. Um if I'm gonna let Kate hang around in the massage Q and A group for a little while. Um so if you guys have <laughs> Not straight away. Okay. Um, so I'll let her hang around. She's going to be, so if you've got any questions or if you want any links or any um, anything, we'll pop a whole bunch of Kate's links into the Facebook Live here. Um, but thank you to everyone for joining us for the live lunch. We had a, it's lunchtime live. Mm-hmm. Thank you for spurning a new live thing for me, Kate, because <laughs> you could only do lunchtime. So I was like, all right, let's make it lunchtime. Um, <laughs> it's, um, it's been really fun and I hope everyone um, can go and get their business on my Google, my business. What's no Google my business and Google search console. I'm going to put all the links in the group. Don't you worry. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Kate. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Awesome. It's okay. I'll do it. I'll do the awkward (laughs) turning off bit. I really hope you enjoyed this episode with Kate Toon. Um, What I'm going to do is I'm going to include a links pack uh, where Kate has got links to all of the things that we've talked about in the Facebook Live. Um, and so if you want to go and find all of those links, all you need to do is go to rubbedtherightway.com slash Kate Toon. So if you go to that link, you will find uh, links to all of Kate's things, all of the fun stuff that she's doing and links to all of the, the stuff that she talks about in the podcast. Awesome, guys. I hope you have a super awesome Monday and I'll see you on the next show.